Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone, our guest today is Nigel Franklin. He's Vice President of Financial Reporting in the controllership function of Prudential's international insurance business. And as part of our conversation, we spent a lot of time talking about better living as professionals. And Nigel has lived and he is living the themes we discuss. It's insightful, forward thinking, and I hope you feel his care and excitement about the information contained within our podcast together will benefit you in your careers and adding value to your businesses. Nigel recently had a milestone birthday and as a gift to himself, he chose an Ironman distance triathlon and for some of you who may not be as familiar with what an Ironman is, it's 2.4 miles of swimming, 112 miles of cycling and a marathon run, which is around 26 miles. So Nigel was able to train and complete all of this while traveling extensively internationally based on some of the principles we talk about in our podcast. And we cover a number of points on this episode, like some practical advice on how we can actually remain relevant today in accounting and finance. We also cover this funny concept called our supervisor's amazing superpowers and how he's actually trying to stamp those out. And also is very candid about some of the lessons he's learned and that we can sort of replicate as well ourselves. These these can be done by anyone in accounting and finance. And outside of all of that, Nigel was just a great guest. Uh, We had a good laugh together on the phone. Took the call quite late at night. He's actually based out in Jakarta at the moment on an assignment out there. Nigel also sent out some supplementary resources that I'm going to put into the show notes accompanying this episode. So you can check those out as well at sitnshow.com slash podcast slash 042. And rather than take up any more of your time, let's go over to Nigel and the show. I am currently on assignment in Indonesia. I am my company recently invested in a joint venture here and I'm part of the accounting and finance function. And I'm here, you know, helping us to become more confident in the financial information that we use for our decision making and also whatever key stakeholders we'll use to assess our, our soundness. And what, what's exciting about what I'm doing here, it's actually building it from the ground up. So we're looking at the people, processes and systems. Uh, so just not the accounting, but how we facilitate and how we will actually be productive as an organization. So how we can be efficient, how we can be effective. And then also one of the coolest things that I'm actually doing now, it's that, you know, everyone talks about creating that finance function of the future. I'm getting to do some really forward looking things in that we're going to implement a cloud-based reconciliation system that's going to actually take us from a couple of days, which I'm hoping to half a day from a reconciliation process. How, how I got to where I'm at prior to this, I, well, my, my current title or my prior title is uh, Vice President of a Financial Reporting and Regional Controller of Prudential's insurance businesses in Asia, excluding Japan. And uh, for the last two years, I've had the, the ability to work on projects they kind of leverage all of my background. So my background before this controllership function, I worked in uh, the, the head of financial reporting for Standard Charters Americas, Standard Chartered Bank Americas. I also spent some time working in uh, Morgan Stanley in the internal audit group doing uh, brokerage operations audit. And prior to that, I spent a lot, a significant amount of time at, at in a lot of the formative years uh, at KPMG working in their financial services practices, practice doing audit. So audit of financials 
financial institution. Uh, so th that's that's broadly my story. I think maybe one of the the, the other key things, maybe um, in, in a prior life, I was an athlete. <laughs> So, well, how do I say it? My friends always make sure I'm honest with this one. I was a, a relatively successful athlete in, in the U.S., so I had some successes there. And uh, what, what I do now and what I'm excited about now is kind of just as we were talking about being the best me, right? So taking my life experiences, bringing my life experiences, taking my curiosity uh, and, and trying to make that into actionable, good experiences, not just for myself, but for all the people who who work with me and for me, so that, that's that's the that's the story broadly speaking. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting, quite a diverse upbringing through accounting and finance. But before we, you know, there's some aspects of your career I'd love to get it more into. But you know, when you mentioned about the athlete side of things, I mean, has that helped you in any way in your finance and accounting career? Have you seen that as an advantage? A goal, a good sort of experience, set of experiences to bring in to support your career? Yeah, so so I think, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the themes that you'd hear uh, a lot of leaders talk about today, learning through failure, commitment, uh, motivation, resilience, these are all things that, these were all lessons that I actually picked up along the way as I, I, as I was an athlete. Uh, a true story, I, I probably went into to school, one of the least accomplished athletes and um, my no, it, it was right. I love my own story, <laughs> but it's true, right? And my friends would be honest, but I was doing it just to have a good time, right? Uh, and yeah, just has yeah. always been just to get out of the house. Uh, if I go back before I initially started, <laughs> I was a, a tiny kid. So at ten years old, eleven years old, I was three feet six inches tall. Maybe that's a hundred and, and maybe three centimeters, just in case you wanna oh, wow. um you wanna take that. <laughs> I know your audience is broad. So I for me to get out the house, I realized that I needed to be good enough to make some team, but I didn't need to be good enough to play. So I spent a lot of years just working on my craft, working on um working on just different skills. And I think I took that from my my very early years into my college years as an athlete. I think uh, I've had people who who believe in that I should learn from failure. So my first year of, of college, I was a high jumper. My um, my highest jump at the time was six feet, two inches tall. And for my entire first year, I would go to meets uh, or go to track meets where I would start at six feet, two inches and sometimes even above it. Uh, <laughs> so it, you, let's just say for my entire freshman year of college, I... Um, I, I probably very rarely made opening heights at some of the larger competitions, but but it 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 bred a certain degree of resilience, and it it said that if I follow the process, and some of the process sometimes was just putting the bar as high as we can possibly go, and just standing and looking at it, visualizing. Um, so I think a lot of those things, a lot of the key traits, um, self mastery, like learning from failure, exploring different ways or different solutions, just trying to get the best out of yourself every day. Those are some of the things I think I pulled from being an athlete. Mind you, none of this stuff is, how do I say it? None of this stuff is is new, um, but it's just kind of how I've actually pulled everything mm. together to try to live my best life, you know? Yeah, it's like how you've internalized, internalized all those lessons and experiences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then put it back out, right? So Yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing here, isn't it? It's, um, it's, it's bringing it in and then putting it back out. Like I, I was just trying to think in terms of, when when it's your your career, uh, particularly in accounting and finance, where we're always trying to be as complete and as accurate 
and efficient and as effective as possible, sometimes we're probably not the best at recognizing that failure is quite a good thing. So how have you sort of embraced the sort of the failure and resilience side? Well, in, in the accounting work you've been doing. So I want to, right, and there's a huge disclaimer in that, I believe <laughs> that, you know, in, in anything that's knowledge-based commodity, the, the commodity that we're trading is knowledge, right? Um, Definitely. And that means your, your people have to, be, have to be good, right? So mm-hmm. um, I would say, first and foremost, the fact that I am I'm saying these things, these are just my views. These are just my, things that have worked well for me. And many of my teams, I've been running some experiments with my teams. But I, I, it's almost sometimes in our profession, if you take a, a particular interest in people, it, you know, they, there's a discount on probably your technical acumen. So what I want to say before we go into this conversation and, and is that, you know, my, in my head, the, the technical acumen is the price of admission, right? So you have to get that done. And then this is just the the additional things that you can do to flourish, right? Yeah. So in our profession, yeah. that's conservative. I think it, there's a Marcus Aurelius quote that says, uh, and and now consider myself a leader. It says that leadership's responsibility, I think, it's to work intelligently with what is given and not waste time fantasizing about a world that's uh, with flawless people or perfect choices, right? Uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? And even even if you just think about our regular reporting, right? It, like you can spend so much time getting it precise or directly precise, but it's sometimes it's getting it close enough that it's not materially misstated, right? So yeah. you know, it's 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 very different. So I think for me, it's just being open minded. And I think I've been good, I think, at, at learning from advice. And then if you're willing to take advice. Um, you can actually then kind of multiply that with just your curiosity, right? So, so I give you a typical example. One of the things I still do today, I mean, I hear new concepts all the time. So one of the margins of my notebook is for the new things that I want to research after I come away with, or one of the new things I'd want to talk about. Um, so now in the world of YouTube, and especially since I've been traveling uh, internationally, it's always something, right? Um, yeah. It's always something about, um, how can I take what I've heard and, and learn more about it and then make it better, right? So, you know, that's the broad thinking as to how I think it serves me now. So I'm not, I'm not seeking perfect. I understand that, that things are flawed, but it shouldn't stop you from trying every day to make the best of whatever experience it is that you have, right? And that, that's actually, that's where I think, um, you correct me if I'm wrong here now, Nigel, but I loved your sort of me ink concept. Right. You know, putting our best self forward, right? So, so this is probably a nice lead into that. So, so do you mind sort of sharing for our audience more about Me Inc. and and you know, I think I think this is something you covered at a, a re- recent AICPA controllers conference. Yeah, so I had the privilege of speaking at the the confer- the AICPA controllership conference last year, and the concept was um, it, it Me Inc. is more so a, a conversation in in in, in self leadership you know, maximizing my, my current potential or, or the, the, the participants' current potential and just understanding how self-care, uh, self-mastery, you know, all those things are, are very, very important in ensuring that you show up the, your, your best self every day, right? I think in, in some of the reading I've been doing within the last year, it was saying that, you know, sometimes we always make the worst of situations but the one thing that's that's with us through every experience is ourselves, right? So 
<laughs> unhappy in one place and you get up and you go to someplace else figuring you'll be happier. But if if you haven't changed and you're the same person who's going along, you're going to be just as 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 unhappy, right? So the me and the me ink conversation is kind of just how I've gone about my daily walk over the last couple of years, and I've been lucky enough. I've, I've transitioned from. Uh, one job to another uh, through new experiences, through just interactions with different different people, introduction to emotional intelligence, finding out what motivates me, and where I landed on at the the end of the I think and for accountants it's in, in three segments right it's your your mind body and your soul right and these are the mm. things that you have to make sure you're uh, you're fueling on a daily basis or taking care of on a daily basis to make sure that you're the best you and I, I should just. As I back into it, I think your your body is the vehicle, right? I mean, that's the only thing that's going to carry you through this experience called life. And if you're not taking care of your vehicle, then you're gonna you're gonna run out of uh, steam at some point. The mind stuff, it, it is a muscle. It is something that you have to keep working on. And and one of the cool things that I recently learned was the observer theory, right? Is that basically right. your your mind creates your reality. Or your reality mm. will morph based on, on on kind of who is actually observing it. So if I'm going in every day at work thinking, you know, I I I, I hate my job, then I'm going to make the the experiences that are going to follow me through that day are going to be experiences that's going to confirm my outlook that I hate my job, right? And then mm. the the soul aspect of it is just the things that that make you feel good. So not the churchy aspect of it, but if if that's your thing, it could be. But the things that would make you feel good about about what you're doing, right? So, Andrew, it, just a, a quick one for you. If you were just to smile now, right? Just, just you don't have to do anything, but just if you just smile, no matter where you're at, it makes you feel better, right? Like, oh, completely. Just, just and, like, I, and like, even when you look smile at someone, you right. know, like, what are you transferring to them, right? Yeah, so it's 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 amazing, right? So so that was the the concept, uh, the the me ink portion of it is how you're investing in yourself daily. And, and what it was, it was just kind of also going through some mindset changes, you know, driving self-awareness. And when I say driving self-awareness, it's like understanding that it's like sleep, diet and exercise are the only ways that you can modulate your energy system. Uh, so if you're not if you're not feeding those things on a daily basis, so if you're not feeling them from time to time, you cannot show up your best self. Right. You can't be your best self if you're not feeling good. You can't be your best self if you're in a in a horribly emotional state. I, I don't know if you do, do you know people who are like you're like, how, how is it possible that you can wake up angry or how is it possible for you to be so angry this early in the morning? Right. So <laughs> I would I would hold my hand. I have to say it's not really so much the case now, but definitely I know earlier in my career I was getting very frustrated yeah. in terms of the promotions weren't coming as fast as I wanted. The recognition wasn't there. And I know some of our audience have definitely felt like that as well. So, so like, look, I, I think I've sort of nailed it, covered it a bit. But, you know, from your perspective, Nigel, like, have you got any sort of practical tips or maybe steps that, that some of our audience could follow who might be in that scenario to, to help them through it and actually not be as sort of frustrated and, and have a negative mi- mindset for the day? It's like I try to start my day the, the same way every day. And, and some people mm-hmm. are actually surprised by this. But I, I wake up and the first thing I do is read. I read. I think your your brain's the most pliable at that point in the morning. Uh, so think of it this way, right? So if I read 10 pages a day, I can read a, a 200 page book every month, uh, give or take some days off. So I read first thing. 
Then I exercise for a little bit. After my exercise, I, I generally listen to something positive, which gets you in the right place. Um, sometimes that's repeating the same the same video, the same song over and over again, which which gets me into a good place. Uh, and on the really really bad days, when you know I'm I'm a little tired, I may not be in the best mental state, or I'm dragging a bit that morning, I actually try to listen to something inspirational, right? So it can be uh, something about you know an affirmation or anything else, right? Um, before I, I used to sit quietly for a little bit before I went about my day to get myself in the right main mind frame. So it was just uh, people would say meditation. I would say just sitting and breathing deeply for a little bit, which is quite quite interesting, right? Um, it's so simple. Mm. It's probably the one thing that that your body doesn't leave to you as well, but you can just sit and, and, and make sure that you're in a calm, collected place before you go about the day. And then there are just different things. Recently for me, I've, I've been reading a lot about um, stoic, um, stoic philosophy oh, interesting. Uh, and, and, and the dichotomy of control, which, which actually um, puts you in a very, very good place, right? Because there are just so many things that are out of your control and there's nothing you can actually do about it, right? So um, you, you can choose to be angry at every turn, or you can just choose to accept it. Now, I'm not saying be complacent, but you can, exactly. choose, your, you can choose your response to a lot of it. So it's not it's a little bit different than what most people would say. But it, I think essentially what I'm saying is that there's a, a perspective that you'd have to try to cultivate. And if you're cultivating that right mindset, you, you can be you can be fine, you know, along the way, right? So what you're saying is rather than be complacent and have things act out themselves upon you is be deliberate in choices. Like even if that is at the start of a day where you're touching mind, body and soul, which is like, you know, the reading for the mind, as you suggested, exercising for the body and maybe something inspirational then for the, the soul, yeah. even a bit of meditation or just that. I, I was talking to a psychologist recently and, and she confirmed for me that apparently these deep breaths, apparently they, they reset a part of the brain. Yep. that 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 runs our emotions is it the amygdala or whatever i, I can't quite remember exactly right. the, the specifics i'm not a brain surgeon so please don't quote me but it's a case of yeah it's amazing what breathing can do for yeah, your yeah. your sort of your soul your how you feel about the day yeah so so like that's i mean that's some really great advice and why not start first thing in the day when you get up and have that consistency or, or habit or routine yeah. To, to set yourself right. One of the weird things, though, Andrew, is that a lot of people would say that they, they didn't ha wouldn't have time for it, right? But if mm -hmm. you go to bed, like I think when we were talking about it, sleep, and I, I um, it's one of the things that I'm trying to prioritize all the time, but we always think of sleep as the way of ending our day. But it, essentially, it is like the, um, it is how you start the, the mindset shift. And some of the things I covered in Me Inc. was how does changing your mindset uh, influence how you would actually show up every day, right? So thinking of oh. sleep, for instance, as how you start the next day rather than how you end oh. the day will actually flip it around, right? So that idea of waking up half an hour earlier um, just to to get those things out of the way, um, it's mm -hmm. it's quite it's quite important. Uh, the motivation is is actually key, and and finding time it's something that we talked about as well. But um, one of the concepts that 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 I floated in there is that. You know, we always have time. We always don't have time to do the things that are, are most beneficial to us. But <laughs> have you ever been in that situation where your boss calls and oh, so I, the way I put it is all day your staff wants to meet with you, your peers want to meet with you and you don't have time. You're busy. And then all of a sudden your boss calls and, it, it, you know, just amazingly it, it times created. Right. 
And um, so I, I think I think time sometimes is that you, you prioritize the things that are important to you. And, and if you'd want to do it, it seems a little bit different. But if you're curious and um, if you're curious and, and you, you want to put yourself in a better place, I would say, you know, give it a try. Right. And on that same theme is like one of the examples we we're giving was that, you know, how your boss calling creates time. It creates commitment. It creates motivation. It creates patience. <laughs> it, like it's amazing how so, how much power that your supervisors, depending on how how they are, uh, it's it's like it's like <laughs> then you'd be wondering like who is the boss of me Inc. Then you know it's not right? your external boss, right? Yeah, why why can't you make your internal boss the boss of me Inc. Right? You're able to work late. You're able to change. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're you're able to to postpone things with the people you love. You're able to miss your kids' yeah. games. It's just amazing. Oh. But I, I'm going on and on because that's one of the ones that I wish I can stamp out. And I'm trying to, but you know, we still all struggle with it, right? Um, so for yes, me, definitely, I start my day a little bit later. Um, I found um, because you know the, the the you lose control of the day sometimes, and I'm stuck in the office late. Let's say you're going through the clothes. I make it a priority to work out in the morning before I go in. So I may go in, let's say everyone gets in at 8, 8.30. I may be in at 9.15, but I would have covered everything on my, my what I needed to do for the day. And, and the choice that I made keeps me so much happier. And you just referred to it, right? The choices make you happier. So that choice in doing that kind of gets me engaged and, and going for the day. I don't I feel like I don't miss anything. And and for some people on my team, the ones with kids who get up and get their their kids ready for school in the morning, they have the latitude to go to the gym during the day. And and if you're working late and you're you're delivering like whatever you need to make sure that you're happy or that you're feeling fulfilled and content, like I'm all for you doing that, right? So that that's my my piece on how you'd find the motivation to to get there. Oh, fantastic. Nigel, really appreciate you uh, going into me, Inc. there. And d- just before we jump on to sort of our lightning round of questions, sort of, is there any sort of areas that accounting and finance professionals can work on to sort of make sure they're more relevant into the future? So all the stuff is innovation, right? Like thinking about mm-hmm. it differently, right? Um, I think uh, I find that, you know, we all talk about doing things differently and then we kind of revert to, to write back what we're doing. I think there is a, a motivational speaker called Mel Robbins who says, and sometimes we're trained to to put the ideas to the back of our mind. So I, I try now um, to break my negative self-talk by by counting backwards from five and, and, and acting on some of the ideas that I would have. That's one. I'm not as creative as many of the younger people on my team are. So another thing is, is that I, I really do embrace for us to move the finance function forward. I really do embrace the creativity of the junior folks. So we're all in the room. I, I played soccer in college as well. We we operate as a soccer team. It's flat. Everyone has a voice. We have different roles and you'll be respectful. But everyone who's on the team will have a voice in what we're saying, right? So we're going to get the best out of each other and the best out of the team. But it, it really does take thinking a little bit differently about how you go about accomplishing your task for the day. So, you know, that that's the the the, the idea of where it's the close and we're going to sit here as often or as long as we need to. Let's figure out different ways of, of attacking our daily work so that we can go on and live our lives in, in that fulfilled way or, or invest our time in the things that we'd want to do. The, the other thing, yeah. the other last thing I would say on it is that um, like Warren Buffett actually talks about the importance of investing in yourself and 
he said it's the one thing that he does every day, right? And and for someone mm-hmm. as as well renowned as Warren Buffett to say something like that, I mean, I, I think it holds a lot of weight, right? So it's not just Nigel Franklin running around saying this stuff. That <laughs> people who are far more successful than I am, and I know I'm saying it in a very simple, stated way, and it's my story. But um, there there are a lot of different ways of of thinking about it. So think differently about what we're doing. Um, I think accounting and finance, especially my role in the controllership role, everything goes through what we're doing, right? Um, and I think it's it's really exciting and it's it's probably time for us to treat our roles with the excitement that it brings, right? That's that's what I find very interesting. You sort of mentioned Warren Buffett there and then you just got me thinking, Nigel, that how many of us in, in accounting and finance have gone, done our qualifications or do various courses and then just leave it there? Not sort of continue the question, is this relevant or am I learning the right things? You know, how can I bring that excitement to my, my work so that everything's aligned? I'm learning on the things that's going to make me happy about what I'm doing. It's it's like, I don't really quite understand that, that like, yeah, some some accounting qualification certifications they do have an element of continuous professional development but it's how do we make sure we're working on the right things so so how like how would you sort of encourage our audience to make sure that they're they're investing on the right things for themselves like like warren buffett was saying you know investing on themselves investing in yourself but, but it's like how do you stay relevant right and yeah yeah i think it's 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 kind of a, a real in my head, and I, I may get in trouble for saying it, it is a huge leadership vacuum, right? Because mm. because people, um, people, a lot of leaders just place a priority on getting the work done, right? Um, Completely. And if you're yes. really trying to create engagement or drive engagement, for instance, you have to care about people and you have to create the right the right experience, right? You have to be able to inspire people. So the the idea is like it's like i fa- i feel that many of our leaders don't emulate the stuff that that um the the younger part of the professional should should um uh should be should be yes. facing right so for instance yep. if you want to be if you want to be if you want to motivate people be motivated if you want to be com- if you want to have people show commitment then you be committed um, yes. so, you know if you want to show them that they can can thrive and live a good life like then show them that, you know, like a lot of us burn out, right? But <laughs> have to burn out because so many other people have done it, right? So like yeah. find new ways to see. So I think I think it's a, a leadership va- vacuum. And I think we as finance professionals should take it as our responsibility to make sure that not just our profession that that's actually been very, very good to us. All right. Some of us yes. make a very good living and um, and our families benefit from it. Completely. Like we should give back to the profession. Right. And that, that was probably the the point of me sharing the me Inc. portion of it at, at the AICPA conference. And I was still so excited and stoked that um, that so many people received it. Well, right, man, I we were talking meditation just a few seconds ago and I was so mm-hmm. petrified about asking a group of accountants and i think we had a little under 100 people in the room um to sit quietly and meditate and i mean it it threw me because people were curious and people wanted to do it and in that environment um the people who were seeking it really did do it i mean i i was like i i almost lost my 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 train of thought like i was just there like i was so amazed right so i think it's a vacuum thing and I think if we as leaders embrace uh, that, you know, there, there, 
there is a lot to the profession. There are things, there is the technical acumen, but that's again, the price of entry, but there's so many other things that we can do to innovatively move our, our, our profession forward. Right. Definitely. It's about, you know, so like we get that price of entry, do the technical stuff, get in, we have an opportunity for a fantastic, really rewarding, fun career ahead of us. And really to, to achieve that is about innovating. It is about connecting with people. It is about looking after yourself. That is the way that is the way forward. That's the way to having a fun, rewarding and successful career in accounting finance. That's why we, we do these shows and bring guests on like yourself, Nigel. So that's really, really helpful advice for folks listening. Uh, I do I do want to sort of step it up a couple of gears and, and sort of ask you yourself, perhaps, what's been the best advice you've ever received? I don't know how I stumbled on it, but it's... Um... I started at probably 36 years old. I asked my granddad, you know, what advice he would give his 36-year-old self. And he said to me, you can gain everything in the world, Nigel, but if you lose your health, it was all for nothing. And I think that is the, the best part of it, right? Um, the best part of it for me. Uh, and it's something that, that spurred kind of even us having this conversation today. That's such a simple advice. Sometimes you just need to hear things like that. Yeah, you know? it, it floored me, right? And I've asked so many people, yeah. uh, like I, I, I asked <laughs> so many people that question. I like if you sit down to meet me. I mean, I, I'm I'm here in Jakarta and I'm in the hotel and I was riding with the general manager last uh, maybe a month and a half ago, and I was asking him the same question while we were riding. So riding here in Jakarta, which a lot of people won't believe is possible, but it's so simple, right? (laughs) There's nothing new under the sun. It's just kind of how it it finally hits home for you. But that's the best part, man. If you, you can gain everything and if you lose your health, it's, it's for nothing. There we go. You know, like in a a profession where a lot of the time we spend sitting down, you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. It's so important. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and no more lunches at desks as well, right? That's a <laughs> well, try and cut that out. But 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 the thing about it is, is that uh, one of the guys who said you treat lunch as your your midday vacation, right? And mm-hmm. my teams, we actually talked about it. We would ha- sit and have lunch together, even was just a break because it drives productivity in the afternoon, right? Like you know, the the people who sit at their desk and think like, if I don't take a break, I'm going to be just more productive and. But all the distractions that we have, it's just it, you just it just feeds on itself. Um, so yeah, it's 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 uh, the way I call it is your 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 vacation in the middle of the day lunch. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Actually, we'd have to use that as a tagline. That's yeah. great. I never heard of that one. That's brilliant. So so look, um, some fantastic insights so far, Nigel. In terms of resources you might recommend to our listeners, maybe to follow up on. I know you've you sort of been mentioning some of the books you've been reading and resources already, but you know, could you perhaps maybe share a few for our audience? Yeah, so I, I have it, and this is what I, I don't don't laugh. I know I think you said one or a few, but I have I have five, which the the old CFO of my old job had required reading, right? But this is the order that I would actually do it. So, and it's it's a, around it's who moved my cheese? Oh, I love it by by Spencer Johnson and Kenneth Blanchard, right? That's great. I, I read my kids that one. That's a right? fantastic one. It's amazing though, yeah. but you know, it's a test for the first people on my team, and and many of them don't get through it. But it's the easiest thing, right? Um, some people will get through it in a day and others w- would, would not. And then there's another one on perspective, uh, kiss your butt goodbye. <laughs> and it's, it, you know, it's like, you know, Nigel is, is a good guy, but he talks too much, right? Um, but I'm excited. So it's kiss your butt goodbye, how to get beyond the one word that stands between you and success. And I think that the author there is Azelby. 
I think. Okay. Yeah. So then there's a search inside yourself. It's the unexpected path to achieving success, happiness, and world peace. It's it's wow. out of the the Google the mindfulness program at Google. Uh, it's okay. something that's awesome. You know, I, I'm not sure if you've probably heard it. You maybe check out Project Aristotle. Um, that Google did and it talks about team building, but this one is more so the introspective part of it and kind of how you become more self-aware. And then the others that I have, I think, uh, I think two really good ones. You can pick one of them. I think it's triggers by, by Marshall Goldsmith, which is around, um, Mm -hmm. behavioral change. The most impactful one that I I have, and I, I recently finished it. I finished it last year. Uh, it's called resilience. And it's the hard won wisdoms for living a better life. And it's by Eric Grittens. But, oh. you know, story, I, I did an Ironman last year with traveling internationally wow. and everything else. But on this race, I met a, a, a lady who was competing. And she was competing in honor of her boyfriend who died during a triathlon race a few months ago. So oh my goodness. always think about, you know, my life sucks and my day sucks. <laughs> And here she was. They were about to move in the next day together, and he died at a race, uh, crossed the finish line, and just dropped dead. And it's it's kind of more um, morbid, but she recommended the book as as one of the things that she did, or one of the ways that she's kind of found um, some semblance of peace after it. And it's probably the more impactful thing that I've actually read in the last year or so. It's called Resilience, and it's about philosophy. And I kind of that's where I ended up at stoicism. But uh, those those are what I would do. And and for my team or for anyone else, um, and I would do required reading for my teams, um, provided that they, we are on the right team. And that's the order that I would do it in, in, in those five books. I, I think it's very useful having those lists of people to sort of help give them a bit of a head start and just some other perspectives to think about. And, and move their careers forward and get the most out of their time to be effective and impactful in what they're doing. So, so look, that's, that's really appreciate you taking the time to pull those together. Uh, Nigel Forrest, in terms of if some of our audience would like to connect with you after the show, you know, where's the best place to find you? So it's on LinkedIn, Nigel Franklin, Franklin with a Y, uh, for the AICPA conference. Uh, you know, there's so much email that comes in. So I created a help at gmail.com just to have a conversation with anyone about it, about anything that you'd want to talk about or what we chatted today. And even if it's just to prick my brains about the ideas and things that I'm trying to implement on my team, I'm more than happy to to share those with you. So yeah, if there's anything, any way that I can help um, another finance professional, yeah, definitely reach out. You can find me either of those two places. Hey, that's awesome. I'm going to put those links in the show notes. You know, if uh, if you weren't able to pick up on any of those for any of our listeners, you can check out our website, sitnshow.com, and I'll have all the links, the books, the resources, and uh, the detailed timestamp show notes from our conversation with Nigel today. So Nigel, look, really appreciated you coming on, uh, sharing your your story, your thoughts about Me Inc., which again, I think is a fabulous idea and I'd love to hear more about it and how that develops over the years. And also some of those bits of advice as well 
That's it. And I can't, I can't even believe like you did an Ironman as well in an international senior finance role. I mean, how cool is that? So, <laughs> so all, all said, I mean, you've been a fantastic guest, Nigel. Really appreciate you having on the show today. Hey, thank you, thank you for the the opportunity, Andrew. I really appreciate it. And as 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 I've said before to you, if there's anything I can do to help you, I appreciate the work that you're doing. It's awesome that you're in so many countries and in such a short period of time. Uh, I admire the work that you're doing to push the profession forward. Uh, and I think there was just one other thing. I think uh, one of the guys I worked with, he, he always would tell me smile. And it's yeah. see more in life every day. Um, it's really uh, interesting, man. So, again, I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, keep doing the great work that you're doing. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter, which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news, and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding, and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working, or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. And when all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers. 